Hey all, this is the Flip-Flop Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Thrapp, an entrepreneur who turned my love of travel into a career. Travel is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. Making it happen can be tough. I'm here to offer practical advice to make travel more achievable. This isn't just about my journey, it's about inspiring you to pursue adventure and explore the world on your terms. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Flip Flop Experience. I'm Leah Thrapp, and I'm here in the studio with my special guest, Chelsea Arnell. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Leah. So happy to be here. Thanks for being here today. Chelsea is one of my dear friends and favorite adventure buddies. So we are going to talk about celebration and her destination wedding planning that takes her on lots of adventurous travels and all kinds of things about life. We've known each other for a really long time. Let's not say it out loud. Yeah, let's not do math. But we've known each other for a long time. We've worked together in a lot of different ways. But we do our best to make sure all the ways we work together involve excuses to go on trips. Absolutely. (laughs) We've been a lot of places together. And I love it. What do you think your favorite place we've been together? My favorite place that we've been together is probably Italy. Yeah, that's a good answer. And we've had some good times in Mexico. It's true. Basically, it's always a fun time if we're together it's on an adventure. It's always a fun time. <laughs> All right. So you are a destination wedding planner. I am. Among other many adventurous things. Yes, I'm a serial, multi-passionate entrepreneur. That's for sure. Can you tell us what does it look like for you as a destination wedding planner and as a couple as they work with someone like you? What What is that process like? The first step is normally setting a budget and also just finding a, a location and a destination. So um, I work all over the world, so I've been able to travel and do weddings in all countries, so many different places. And so wherever the couple is like interested in, then that's where we will typically start. I'm working with a couple now, for example, that they had just done holiday in France and they just loved it and fell in love with the culture and the food. And so they decided that's where they wanted to share their wedding celebration with their guests. And so right now we're just sorting through hundreds of beautiful chateaus and villas and castles and vineyards and just trying to find the perfect place for them. That sounds like a fun problem to have. It is a fun problem. It makes you just want to daydream about going to all of these places. I think that's the hardest thing about doing the research. I add new places that I want to see every day. (laughs) Your bucket list is ever growing like mine. My bucket list is ever growing, yes. And then after we actually find the place, and that's really where we dive in and start looking for vendors that are going to be a great fit for the couple and the experience that they want to create. And then I love doing the details as far as like the way that it looks and the way that people experience the event. So from the smells to the taste to the the way that things, you know, appear or even just details. Um, I really love thoughtful gifts. And so gifts that guests get when they arrive at the wedding, those types of things is what we, you know, start planning the details. And then as the time gets closer and the wedding actually happens, I love to be on site and make sure that all of the details are taken care of. And so I am available for all of the guests if, you know, anything is going wrong or 
I know you love to do thoughtful gifts. That's something that anybody who knows you loves about you. You're very thoughtful about it. What are some cool little, you know, details that you you like to incorporate in a wedding that might be beyond the standard? So my favorite thing is to find out what is important to the couple. So if they have something that's maybe quirky or fun about their relationship, I love to bring that in. Um, For example, there's a client that has collected snow globes from all the places that they've traveled. And so they wanted to give a snow globe from that area as a gift to their clients. Or if we, you know, are doing something locally, like say, if we were in Italy and, and finding like a local olive oil or a product that would be from that area that's grown and and created in that specific area. I love to do things that are associated just with that location. That's super fun. I love having you join me on my trips and tours. It's always fun to have you. It was really special having you on my big fat Greek birthday party trip a couple of years ago. We went sailing in the Greek islands. There was 17 of us. It was an it was an epic trip with chartered yachts in the Greek islands. And I thought a really great idea that you had that everyone loved and still talks about to this day is finding out what everyone was celebrating that week. So obviously it was it was my birthday. It was my husband's birthday. And there was about five of us that were turning 40 that summer. Mm-hmm. So big birthdays for a lot of people. But everyone on the trip had anniversaries. We had people that became grandparents. We had all kinds of things. And so you made a really cute menu card on my birthday. I didn't want to make my birthday all about me because I felt like people had spent a lot of money in their vacation to be there. And so I wanted us to celebrate together. It was coming out of COVID lockdown. And um, you made some really cute little cards that said what everyone was celebrating. And everybody still says they thought that was so cool that we celebrated together and acknowledged everyone's celebration. Yeah, I just I loved your birthday. And I love that you were able to give people this gift of celebrating after being locked down for two years and no one was traveling. And it was really one of the first trips that we were able to take. Mm -hmm. And so being able to experience that and just be back in the world after (laughs) a very long period, especially for people, I guess, that love to travel. And that was such a special, special way to celebrate. So I encourage those big celebrations to celebrate every day with little things, but definitely be intentional about saying there's things that are big to celebrate and people love to be invited. You know, it's kind of that hesitation of making a big deal about my own birthday. It feels a little bit like you have an inflated ego or something like it's all about you. And I really didn't want it to be all about me, but I also did want to share such a special time with people. And then doing it together just emphasized to me that we need more excuses to have big celebrations like that. And a bunch of us got together actually this year on Justin's birthday. Some of the people who went on the Greece trip, we went to dinner at a steakhouse and we just caught up in what, and it was literally, again, a night of all celebrations. Everybody had something they were celebrating. One person's business had been purchased and it was a big milestone. Someone else had gotten a new job and they were moving and everybody got to catch up again on our celebrations. And now I feel like we've kind of set that tone and that tradition that we're going to celebrate with each other and share those celebrations with each other. So it's really a special thing that came out of it even even further past the trip. Yeah, I love that. I love that that you said it was like a tradition of celebration. And one thing that I say in my home is I want to create like a culture of celebration. And I think we can do that in our marriages. I think we can do that in our relationships. I think we can do that, you know, in our communities is continue this this culture of celebration and this mindset of celebration. And I love that you gave the excuse, not that anybody really needed (laughs) an excuse to go to Greece on a yacht, but just like you said, creating the opportunity because people do, we, we want to celebrate and we Mm -hmm. want to celebrate together. I think we were created for community and I think we were created for celebration. And so those two things 
just pair really nicely and it just makes for more moments that matter. So what is the really exciting and fun part of being a destination planner? What do you love to do and what's your favorite part of the process? My favorite part is is pretty much the venue research and finding mm-hmm. the right destination for the couple. And I think sometimes people don't think about all the places that they could actually have it. I mean, we've done weddings in these beautiful villas on cliffs overlooking Italy. We've done them in the mountains of Costa Rica. And I'm, I'm planning a, a wedding right now in France, and we're looking at these incredible chateaus that people wouldn't necessarily even dream of ever going to, might as well celebrating their wedding and bringing all of their friends and family. So I think just creating that experience and finding these places that are unbelievably beautiful is one of my favorite parts of planning. I like to think of you as a fairy godmother of destination weddings. You can grant wishes and then you can take it one step further than whatever their wish was. Absolutely. I think that's that's definitely a skill set of mine that I take pride in. I, I love being able to take their ideas and then make them even more spectacular um, and really just wowing guests and wowing the client. Um, I always try to make the experience for, for both parties just be enjoyable and stress-free and planning a destination wedding can be very stressful because you're not only dealing with wedding details now, but you're also dealing with travel. Mm -hmm. And so being experienced in both, I think, really makes me an expert in how to manage those expectations um, and how to manage the stress in in the best ways. Do you have a favorite wow moment that you pulled off for a client? Well, one of my favorites was your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Uh, Doing fireworks um, on the shores of Greece. Yeah, that was pretty um, epic. It was pretty epic. That was one of my my favorites for you. Another one of my favorite parts is the reveal on the actual wedding day of, of where the couple sees what we've created and how it's come to life. That sounds like an awesome moment. So I know as we were talking about your love for celebration that you mentioned that you have found ways to use celebration as an important part of your life, even through difficult times and grief. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that has impacted your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the The mindset of celebration actually came through a lot of those trials and those times of grief. Um, my husband was diagnosed with cancer about a year into our marriage. And so mm-hmm. we had we were newlyweds. We had just gotten married, and he was diagnosed with um, a terminal cancer. We also were trying to have a family, and we were struggling with, with having a family. And Those all sound like hard things to find a way to celebrate during. <laughs> yeah. I mean, infertility is such a hard journey to experience, especially when you want to grow your family. We ended up adopting our oldest son when he was four years old, and then we got pregnant quickly after, so about six months after. And so during that time where we kind of went from devastating news of my husband's terminal cancer to the joy of bringing these children into the world, that experience of going through so much darkness and then having the joy really made me focus on what mattered and what was so important and then how much light can come from the darkness. And so that joy that we can experience um, and that celebration, it just, it kept being a word that kept coming up for me. And so since that time, I've just continued to try to use celebration in my life in a daily basis because 
I have experienced some of those dark times. And um, we lost my husband last year to cancer. He fought for 10 years, which is an incredible, um, incredible battle. And um, I think losing him and and knowing the process of that, that long-term illness, I think you're faced with really understanding what is important in life. And I think during that time, travel was something that became important to me. And I don't know that I mentioned this before, but I didn't leave the country until I was 30. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so being older and not ever leaving the you know the United States was such an interesting concept, I think, for from other people and for myself. And so, and to look um, at how much of a part of your life and it to is look now. at how much a part of it is now. And I think just enduring some of those hard times and and realizing. Like, what do I want out of this this short life that we have? And travel has become such a big part of that for me. And because of that, I knew that when Clayton passed away that I wanted to celebrate life. Yeah. I wanted to do something. Sorry, makes me a little emotional. It's definitely real talk. (laughs) I wanted to um, show my boys, my two boys, who are 11 and 6, that... Despite this oh, terrible experience and and despite this hard hard trial that they are experiencing that we were experiencing as family, that we could still live and that their daddy would want us to just live our life to the absolute fullest. Absolutely. And so, um, I planned a trip to go to England and Paris, and England was where my son really wanted to go. And Paris is where I really wanted to go. And so we spent about six weeks traveling and just enjoying ourselves and not necessarily in a way to avoid our grief, Mm -hmm. but in a way to embrace it and to just take the moment to be living and fully living and experiencing life. And that trip for me was just a huge celebration. And I think I wanted to experience that with the boys and show them that you can celebrate, that you should celebrate during grief. Yeah, I think that was such a great lesson to your boys and to everybody that knows you. You know, I was I was there with you the whole time for all those 10 years, and we went through so much together. We, we shared our infertility journey, and then I remember when you called me and told me about Clayton's cancer coming back that we just cried together on the phone, and I always really admired your attitude that you you guys both just chose to say, like, we're going to make the most out of the days that we have here with all of us together and make memories and, you know, not get caught up in only the sad part. But there's a lot of joy to be found. And you guys had so many amazing moments of your first Christmas as parents and that kind of thing where you just said, you're not going to count how many days you have, but you're just going to say today we have today and we're going to make it the best today that we can. And I really appreciated that philosophy and encouraged you when you were making your plans. I wanted, I thought that was such an awesome idea that most people would just 
you know, maybe hole up in their house and, and be sad. And it wasn't that you guys weren't sad when you went on your trip and that there was no sadness, but it was about just maximizing that time. And I think it's really a healthy way to, to grieve, to step out of your regular life and just have the space to be however you need to be. And if it means that you need to be sad today or it means you need to not think about it today and skip through the park or whatever it is that you needed to do, that you gave your boys and you the space to do that was was a really cool and interesting way to handle something different differently than what most people expect, I think. Yes, I do think that people thought that it was unexpected, but it felt like the right thing for us to do in that moment. What kind of things did you do when you were over there? Oh my gosh, we did. We had the best time. Um, Paris is actually a very child-friendly destination, which really? I wasn't expecting. You know, we we hear about how romantic Paris is mm-hmm. and and it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful city and I would love to go back with an adult, but um, <laughs> the boys and I had such a great time. The parks and the beauty of Paris was just incredible and we spent a lot of time just picnicking and enjoying the parks and playing outside, and the weather was beautiful. (laughs) One of my favorite memories, which didn't actually turn out to be very good, was I actually studied art when I was in college, and so I could not wait to go to the Louvre. (laughs) And I've been dreaming of going and seeing all of this beautiful art for years and years, and we went in through a secret entrance to the Louvre, which oh. somebody had told me about, which is let, let us pass all the lines. Nice. It was incredible. And so the security guard, was. we were the only ones there. So he let us in and he was talking to us and giving us a map and asking where we were from and was very friendly. And so we went and we were walking through and we had been in Paris for a couple of weeks now. So the boys were pretty tired. Mm-hmm. So we get to um, the Mona Lisa. And that was one of the ones that my oldest son really wanted to see. And and then after that, I felt like both of the boys were just done. They were just done seeing art. They were done over looking. At, they were over being in the Louvre. And so it, we were only in there for like 15 or 20 minutes, it felt <laughs> like. And we came back through the same entrance since the, the security guard was like, are you guys leaving? (laughs) You just got here. And I was just like, yeah, we're going to have to come back because the boys are just, they're over looking at art. Well, that'll be one of those stories you tell them when they get older. Like, I took you all the way to Paris. You wanted to see the Mona Lisa and you only let us stay for 15 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. One day, one day you'll appreciate it. Yeah. It was just a beautiful experience. I mean, we tried to really immerse ourselves in more of the culture as opposed to doing a whole bunch of bucket list items. We did get to check off a lot of things that we wanted to see and do, but we really tried to just be part of the culture and live. And one of my favorite parts was the area that we stayed at um, had a local bakery next door. And there was just down the street, there was a cheese shop. And so almost every day we would go and get fresh cheese and fresh bread. And that's what we would use for our picnics. And I think those are just my favorite moments. Those sound like some beautiful memories. Absolutely. What do you think the boys' favorite part of the trip was? So Connor's favorite part, my youngest, who's six, we went to um, the Tower of London, which is kind of like a small castle. Mm -hmm. And he, in the gift shop, found this robe that looked like the robe of a king. (laughs) And he put on the robe. He refused to leave the gift shop without it. (laughs) And so we bought the robe. And then we were walking around the castle grounds, which are, you know, of course, beautiful. 
and he is in full entertainment mode, thinking <laughs> that he is now the king of this castle. And I ha- I think I shared some photos on my social media of him doing it because it was just so fun. He really thought that this was his castle and he was the king. And so he's prancing around. How's his coronation? Exactly. He's prancing <laughs> around the, the castle and saying, you know, I'm King Connor and welcome to my castle and everybody was just so happy to see this cute little boy you know with his cape and so I think that was probably his favorite moment of the trip and then my oldest he was the one that really wanted to go to England he well he wanted to go to London and so he loved being on the red bus the the red tour bus which is not something that I think I would typically do I try to avoid touristy things like Mm -hmm. that as I know you do and a lot of your trips but getting to see all of London on this big red bus and being able to just... Did you have to sit on the top level? We sat on the yes, top level always. and outside, and it was it was really nice. And I think him just being able to see so many iconic places that he had been reading about and learning about was um, probably his favorite experience. That's so fun. Sometimes you just have to embrace the silly tourist things and take the silly picture at the Tower of Pisa or whatever. You know, yes. you have to do it because those are also fun memories. But... Um, Jameson always insists in sitting on the top level with the double-decker bus, which is fun unless you have a stroller and then it's really annoying. But we still have to do it (laughs) every time. So we love it. But it's funny. It's so fun. That's one of the things that's fun to travel with kids is seeing the things that they love, which sometimes are unexpected because Jameson really loves Ireland. And two of the favorite things that he has are the zip line at the castle because there's a playground at the castle in the town where we stay and it has a zip line for kids so if you asked him for the longest time what's your favorite country he would say Ireland and people would say what do you like to do there he'd say the zip line at the playground and it was like so we flew all the way across the world and you like the playground zip line <laughs> which we could probably do in Texas and then it was always so funny to me when you go somewhere like a castle where they're not allowed to touch things and he was so entertained one time we we're going up you know these ridiculous steep rock steps up a tower in a castle and he thought it was so funny that the handrail was a giant rope and he was just like so entertained by it like he talked about it for days and it was like of of all the things you saw today (laughs) it was the the handrail made out of rope that really was the highlight of everything so kids are funny but I think that's one of the joys of traveling with children you know I did ask the kids um you know after the trip about their experiences and one of my favorite things that my youngest said was he said, Mom, I have friends all over the world. (laughs) And I just, I love that. I think that's one of the things that I value about travel is being able to show the boys different cultures and just different experiences than what we have here in our little Texas bubble. Yeah, definitely. So speaking of making travel memories, what is your favorite travel memory that you've had so far? You know, that's such a hard question. It is is a challenging one. I don't think you could answer that question. That's the reason I'm asking the questions. (laughs) (laughs) So I think one of my most memorable ones was going to Italy for the first time. It was the first time that I had been in Europe and it was my first trip to Italy. And I just fell in love with travel, I think, in that moment, even deeper than I had before because of just the history and the culture and the food It was just this beautiful moment of realizing that my life would never be the same from from traveling there. Definitely. Y'all know I love Italy. And I was so excited for you the first time that you went to Italy. I couldn't wait for you to experience it. But my favorite memory of you going to Italy is when you came home and you called me and you said, hey, question, do you ever put food in your mouth and just want to spit it right back out after you get home from Italy? And I was like, um, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I remember doing that. I remember calling and being like, the food 
at home just taste awful now. It's that never the same. It's just never. It's not. It's definitely not been the same um, since going there. And the food, it is. It's just better. And yeah. so coming home was like a culture shock. Yeah, it's it's sad. Then people ask me like, "What's your favorite place to eat pizza?" I'm like, "Oh, I just really try not to. <laughs> it's just not really. <laughs> you can't eat it here. It's terrible and snobby. I'm sorry, but I'm just like, oh, I don't want gelato. Yeah, or... I don't want to have. I don't want to have my gelato snob tendencies come out in the shop. So I'm just gonna keep it to myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is your next place on your bucket list? Where do you hope to go next? Um, I think my next destination actually was inspired by you and another friend. I have never thought about Austria being on my bucket list, but I saw that you had gone and was looking through all your photos and just you sharing your experience and how much you loved it. And then I have another friend that that was on his bucket list and he wanted to go and see the mountains and hike. And so I just got very intrigued on what that would look like and what that trip could be like. I love that. Austria definitely wasn't, it surprised me, I think. I always knew it would be beautiful and I'm a huge fan of musicals, thus The Sound of Music is always on my list and so I thought one day I'd like to go but I didn't expect to love it as much as I do and I've actually been there I think three times in the past year after having never been there before and I, I do recommend it. It's beautiful and I'm definitely planning some future tours to Austria and the Lake District and Slovenia and all those mountains and Alps and lakes are are somewhere that people shouldn't miss. Yeah, I'm excited about that trip in 2024. It's going to be fun. Definitely. Well, I think we've had a great show today. Thanks so much for coming in. I think we're going to have to have you come back and tell us some more about how we can celebrate in everyday life. Thanks so much for having me. I guess you asked me some questions. Let me ask you one. Okay. What are you celebrating today? I am celebrating getting to spend time with one of my best friends, and it's been really fun to reminisce about some of our adventures together, and I'm ready for us to have some new ones this year. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and happy adventuring. Thanks for being part of the Flip Flop experience. Make sure to subscribe and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Flip Flops and Adventures. 